and welcome back to That Is Effin' Weird. Today's episode will be on the 5G conspiracy. Yes, the 5G conspiracy. So uh, we're probably going to be... I'm alone. All right. So this is going to just be mainly your host, Alex, talking the the majority of the time. Uh, some of the other co-hosts are busy tonight. That's all right. We all get busy sometimes. We're, we all know that. Uh, if they do pop in, sweet. If they don't, that's all right, too. You know why? Because I got you, the audience here, helping me through this. Well, actually, not really, just because uh, none of you are actually here. We're not, not like live streaming or anything like that. Nevertheless, 5G conspiracy. So uh, this might strike a chord in some people. Disclaimer, kind of like a, you know, trigger warning, more or less. Uh, we will be touching on the coronavirus as well now this is not this is not our uh this is not our thoughts and opinions on it whatever yours are that's you you know that's yours to believe it doesn't matter what we are covering is what's in the actual 5g conspiracy so again these are not our actual thoughts i'm going to be reading from a lot of uh, different articles but I think what we need to do before we uh, start any of this is going over what actually the G means in 5G. Now, to do that, what I want to do is I want to take a step back and go all the way back to 1G. All right. So this is from TurboFuture.com. The first generation or 1G was launched by Nippon Telephone and Telegraph Technologies in 1979 in Tokyo. So the G in 5G, 4G, whatever you want to call it, just means generation. Now, for whatever reason, I feel like an idiot for not understanding that. I don't know if that's common knowledge or not. I mean, I didn't know, but it just represents the generation of, I guess, radio, I guess, telecommunication that we are on as a society. So... 1979 was the first time uh, the 1G was introduced. The networks completely used analog tele, uh, telecommunication standards, which were later replaced by digital second generation or 2G networks. So after the release of the 1G teller, seller network in Tokyo, the first nation to completely make it available throughout the country was Japan in 1983, where technology produced 1G to the United States and Canada. Uh, also got the coverage in the mid-1980s. Uh, 1G was revolutionary technology in the 1980s, but it had some major drawbacks, which we can probably all understand. So without me saying anything right now, what are some possible drawbacks to this? Well, let's see here. Uh, first generation, what I could maybe foresee without reading more into the article um, is just coverage. That's probably the biggest thing that I could see since it's the first generation you're not really, you know, you're not going to have a lot of towers, right? It's the 1980s. I mean, shit. And you look at not any 1980s movie, right? And what are they doing? They're mainly using telephones. You look at any like 80s commercial. It was still, they were there. I feel like they were still kind of, you know, marketing to the home telephone type deal. Now I will say there are plenty of movies in the 90s ish that I remember seeing where they had the, uh, the telephones in the cars, right? So I think, again, not reading into the article any further, I think what I'm 
point to read is that the coverage was just not the greatest. I can maybe in the cities that it was good, you know, have one large tower just blasting out that uh, that network, that tower radio waves, right? But besides that, I don't know. I think uh, well, let's actually read the the article. So the one G was revolutionary technology in the eighties, but had some major drawbacks. Obviously, when they compared to today's standards. Uh, conversation over a phone was difficult because of the low sound quality, low coverage areas, <laughs> uh, shoddy networks, large amounts of static noise, and no roaming support. The main drawback was that it didn't have any security measures, which meant anyone with a radio scanner would hear your conversations. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So the frequency of the 1G network was around uh, 30 kilohertz. Measures equal to 1,000 hertz. Kilohertz is a unit of measurement for alternating current audio signals. And yada, 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 yada. Okay. So it's a kilohertz. Okay. So back to the article. Um, the frequency of the 1G network was 30 kilohertz. Uh, and it had a bandwidth of 2 kbps. You know, I, I bet you if Seth and uh, Clark were here... They would just be making fun of me because I feel like this is they know this shit. They know like they know all this. That's why it's so nice to have them kilobytes per second. Kilobytes. I mean that makes sense. If you just think of like a thumb drive, kilobytes per second. Okay, so the frequency of the 1G networks and it had two kilobytes. Oh geez, that's fucking slow. Okay, so that's the 1G network, right? We kind of, I kind of already guessed that the low coverage area, the shoddy network, yep, large amounts of static noise. That's what I find interesting, the static. Um, but then also that the people can, <laughs> people can listen to your conversations on a 1G network. I want to say there are still some parts of uh, the world that probably still use that, you know? All right, so go, moving on. So what is 2G? Uh, 2G, the second generation, was launched in 1991. Uh, global system for mobile communications in Finland. 2G network was the first to use digital networks. Second generation is much better than the first generation, obviously. Uh, much better sound quality made the voices uh, call much better. 2G networks reduced the static and cracking noises during a call. The main advan advancement made it in second generation networks was the introduction of encryption calls, which means no one can hear your conversations on the call. Second generation also improved the bandwidth frequency. So 2G was the first network that allowed the transfer of data bits from one phone to another. This also had access to media such as ringtones with the transfer of data, ways to communicate also changed by introducing SMS and MMS. Uh, that's just text messaging. So uh, candy bar phones became famous in the era of 2G. Nokia became the leading producer of cell phones. Oh, okay. So this is the, you know, the the brick Nikea, the never the dad phone. I would, I might, I, I my dad had that phone for the longest time, but it's that that one that's like indestructible that's always in those memes nowadays. Um, the bandwidth of the two G network was sixty four kilobytes per second, and the frequency was one point eight gigahertz. See, I knew the G G H Z. So that's that's a huge jump from what we said two kilobytes from the one G network to sixty four kilobytes. That's insane. 
and that's not that's that's only in a 10 year 10 year difference really less than a 10 year difference because we're talking 1983 in japan that's when the country was you know 1g connected and then in 91 was that eight years later you had 64 kilobytes okay interesting but here's now here's something i didn't know there's also a 2.5 g right so 2.5 g also known as uh, general packed radio service so gprs with the services of with this service 2g was able to provide a maximum frequency of 160 kilobytes per second gprs was established by the european telecommunication standards institute 2.5 g is sometimes described as technology between two and three g mo well no shit <laughs> right um okay so that's that's pretty interesting okay here's one even more interesting um 2.75 g was the introduction of 8 psk encoding gprs involved the enhanced data rate for gm gsm evolution the common thing between the gprs and the edge or the 2.75 is the symbol rate which means at oh geez 270 samples per second okay improved data transmissions are allowed in backward capable digital mobile phone technology this is an extension of standard gsm and the deployed at its the beginning of 2003 at apt in the united states okay yep and then it has a picture of that old old phone down there so the biggest thing that i can see with the 2g is that you're just transferring data and text messages and just like the it's the speeds are slightly increasing i mean obviously the technology is getting faster and faster um but between the 2g and 2.75 g that is roughly 12 years so that that technology that that generational gap has taken a little bit longer than um the 1 to 2g now let's go on to the 3g the third generation wireless mobile communication is an upgrade version for the 2.5 and the 2.75 networks which made the transfer of data a lot faster in the launch of the, okay so what i'm just seeing is like it's just getting faster and faster okay so there all right there is a uh some some good information so the 3g is also responsible for internet connection voice telephony it's telephony i swear voice telephony t-e-l-e-p-h-o-n-y telephony Fixed wireless internet access and mobile t TV technologies. Every 10 years after the introduction of the first generation networks, a new generation of cellular networks has appeared. 3G telecommunication networks have supported an information transfer rate of at least 144 kilobytes per second. Okay. So later 3G was developed into, okay, it's just like, it's, it's just saying like slightly increasing not going to go through that so the biggest thing is web browsing email video downloading picture sharing and other smartphone technologies were introduced in the third generation smartphones became popular worldwide because 3g networks 3g was commercially introduced in 2001 so 2003 i think the 2.75 i was talking about but 
commercially 3G networks were introduced in 2001, which would mean, again, that 10 year, every 10 years, there's a new technology coming through. Now, I do remember 3G specifically and like kind of like the hype behind it uh, because almost like what I was saying, like the, the smartphones were starting to kind of come out. You were starting to do like the Blackberries, uh, things like that. Um, but I do remember being out at a lake one time and trying to, I remember walking around trying to like download like a document or something like that. I think from like a, a bank statement or something like that. And it was almost like the dial up where it was just like slowly the page was um, loading. And I just, yeah, that, cause that, that makes sense with the whole, um, like the, what is what was it saying? The, uh, yeah, web browsing, email, video downloading, picture sharing, and other smartphone technologies. So yeah, that makes sense. And then it has the uh, a smartphone next to the 3G. So, okay, so in 2009, so this is about eight years later, the fourth G wireless broadband communication was commercially presented in front of the world. And the company which launched 4G was, oh, I've never heard of this, was Telia Sonera? 4G Network's big, or the next big advertisement after 3G, obviously. Um, I'm not going to skip all the, the technical stuff. Um, I'm just trying to see like what the big difference between the 3G and 4G. And obviously, just the speeds are getting faster in which you do stuff. <clears throat> I think the biggest... Yeah, I think the biggest thing was just like the bandwidth for 4G goes to one <clears throat> one gigabytes per second, and the frequency is 1.7 gigahertz to 2.6 gigahertz. So there's nothing nothing huge there. Um, so LTE and Volt are two two of the few different versions of 4G. So if you have LTE, you're essentially running. Like next to the little bars on your phone, you're still running 4G. It's just a different version of it, I guess. Interesting. Okay. All right. And then now we get on to the last one, the one that we are on, the one that is being pushed right now, the one that we are here to talk about. The big conspiracy is the 5G. All right. So let's talk a little bit about what 5G is. And then we'll actually get into the 5G conspiracy, all right? So the 5G is the fifth generation cellular band network that companies started to develop rapidly from early 2009. Experts have predicted that 5G will reach up to 1.5 billion subscribers by 2025, which, I mean, you just go to any network now, I feel like that's just kind of what they run off of. You don't really have an option. Uh, 5G is a kind of cellular network that will connect everyone virtually even machines and devices. So this one I feel like is a little bit, I, I guess like, because it's saying machines and devices rather than just cell phones by themselves. So 5G is said to be a lot better than 4G. Yada, yada, okay, yeah. Um, Massive network connectivity, more reliable, increased availability, and more uniform users experience. Uh, IMT 2020 requirements stated that 5G network speeds could reach up to 20 gigabytes per second. 5G networks launched in early 2019. The average bandwidth of 5G is 100 megabytes 
not kilobytes, 100 megabytes, and can reach up to 20 gigabytes. Jeez, and use frequencies of 28.4. That is a that is a pretty big jump, I feel like, from the 4G to 5G. And then just, the, I guess the idea behind the 5G is just connecting everybody and everything together. Now, I feel like this kind of bleeds into conspiracy and just kind of like the you know this everyone's the conspiracy theorists like fibers are tingling right now with the idea of connecting everything in that um you just really don't have any privacy i feel like that's kind of kind of the big thing which privacy is good everyone wants privacy but let's go on to the 5g conspiracy all right now again disclaimer these are not anyone's personal you know thoughts on the show or anything like that this is coming from articles and everything that we are finding online and this one is actually coming from the bbc uh the title states that the coronavirus 5g and microchip conspiracies around the world this was published 27 june so last year 20 not last year 2020 this is uh, three years old, all right? So some information might have changed in it, all right? Um, I'm just going to skim through this real quick um, just to kind of find where the meat and taters are of the actual one. Let's just go off the, the first. So that there's absolutely no way 5G signals either transmit the virus or reduce our defenses to it. We've debunked these claims which science to say are biological impossible. This still hasn't stopped the rumors from going global, leading to protests, even in countries where the technology doesn't yet exist. All right. So this is in Bolivia. The sharing of video and telecommunication equipment, along with claims 5G is responsible for coronavirus, had led to the attacks on mass in two towns. All right. So in Bolivia, they, uh, I guess, <laughs> they, they tore down the 5G towers. All right, there's no 5G technology in the country, says uh, Oliviera, a journalist at Bolivia Verifica. But after seeing these rumors, combined with the fact that everyone is confined to lockdown, it led to people pulling down antennas in one of these towns. So, I mean, I, I get that. Like, people getting stir-crazy, you know, reading stuff online whatever but they're they were saying that there's no technology in the country yet and they started putting up these towers but wouldn't that mean that the technology is there if the towers are being put up hmm. okay um okay even some senior politicians and religious leaders have been spreading false claims that about the technology linked to the spread of the virus a former nigerian senator in a video shared 25,000 times on facebook has said that the pandemic is purely cover for the introduction of 5g suggesting it causes harm now with that with that statement right there i did find another article uh with the like the health stuff around 5g we'll get into that a little bit later um but continuing on uh those who underlying those with underlying medical conditions he says are easily consumed by the reaction of the 5g technology and they die okay and a pastor in Tanzania said on Instagram and YouTube that the push for the mobile technology is beyond the spread of coronavirus. A former 
Grand, uh, Mufti, and Egypt have spoken on television about the 5G network and how it might have caused tele or electromagnetic disruption, creating a perfect environment for the spread of the coronavirus. Meanwhile, in Europe, um, fear mongering has also led to the protests and attacks on some of the masks. So, not, I guess there's been a lot of attacks on the towers themselves. In Serbia, 5G conspiracies about Bill Gates have also been popular both on television and in the tabloid press where stories have often drawn from English or Russian sources. So we, this is a quoting, so quote, so we get to see the same fake news uh, content as the UK, US, or elsewhere says, I can't even pronounce that name, reports on disinformation from the BBC News Serbian. Let's see here. Clips where they discuss a link between the 5G and the virus have been censored on social media, but are still accessible online, racking up thousands and thousands of views on Russian YouTube and Facebook accounts. So it seems like in Russia, they even have this. So it really doesn't say, I guess, in a nutshell, what the conspiracy is saying is that it the 5g technology yeah spreads the coronavirus i i guess i don't understand I, I i the article doesn't really break down how it spreads it right it's just saying that that's what i guess these conspiracy theorists believe is that the technology is somehow spreading through radio cuz that's what it is it's just radio waves right uh, if we go back to the actual 5G um, from TurboFuture.com, the frequencies used 0.8 or two, yeah, 28.4 gigahertz. So somewhere in that frequency, somehow it's spreading the virus, which I've never heard of a of an illness, a sickness, or anything of that being pushed through radio waves, which I find is an interesting kind of conspiracy. Um, I guess people are saying people are getting sick when the towers go up, which again, I, I don't know. Weird, weird shit happens all the time. That's why the show's called that stuff and weird, you know, is it possible? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. But uh, that's what I guess the conspiracy is, is that just the 5G network is pushing the virus um, according to the BBC.com. All right. So now if we go down a little bit further in the article, it says the Bill Gates and the microchips. All right. So continuing on, there's, there's no getting away from billionaire philanthropist Bill Gates in the world of pandemic conspiracy theories. One of the most widespread false claims is that the pandemic is a grand plan mastermind by Bill Gates to implant microchips into the humans along with a Corona vaccine. All right. Despite the total lack of evidence to support the theory, its global reach has been substantial international uh oh oh is is seth can you hear me oh you can hear me now <laughs> hey how's it going hey it's going uh my my camera's not going to be on this time but i didn't interrupt anything did i oh no i'm i'm about uh halfway through awesome awesome i'm all i'm all ears hey everybody seth is just signed in and everything he's going to be with us so self seth welcome to the show <laughs> hi it's so glad i long time listener uh it's, it's <laughs> nice to be here 
but so I, I hear that you're talking about 5G. Yes. So okay. real quick, I mean, the audience already knows this. I won't, I won't bore them with the details. If you want to probably skip ahead, maybe like five minutes, maybe two or three minutes. I don't know. Uh, I'm just going to tell Seth, if you want to stick around, sweet. But what we've already covered. All right. So Seth, in a nutshell, do you know what the G stands for in like the 1G, 2G, 3G, 4G? Do you know what that stands for? Uh, I thought it was gigahertz. I thought it was its frequency. It's not. It isn't. Whoa. So and it's something way simpler than that. <laughs> oh, okay. It's generation. Oh. That's that's <laughs> all the G stands for. Um huh. yeah. Yeah. Uh so just I'll, I'll quick kind of like spin you up. The only thing I really covered again was just the difference between all the all the G networks. Um so I'd like to hear kind of your thoughts on it after I get done explaining. So 1G was introduced in the, the 80s, right? Uh, it was very it was very shitty, right? It was the very first of the uh, kind of like the mobile networks. Very spotty service, like uh, coverage, staticky. Um, it was almost, I would compare it to like a CB radio type stuff because people could tap into your phone calls. That's how bad it was. But because uh, it, was, it was operating on the, like the 30 kilohertz i think it was level so people could tap into your phone calls and listen to you uh just through like just radio waves and everything um 2g was uh, obviously a little bit better and that was the uh, text message era and that was in the 1991 that's when uh 2g 2g speed was introduced and that's where you got the uh the brick phone type uh like yeah. you know the the, like the Nokia brick phone type mm. thing that like can never be destroyed. That's when text messaging became a thing. Uh, speeds got a little bit better. Um, actually sending data, the security levels were increased. So people couldn't listen to your phone calls anymore. That's pretty much all 2G was obviously more coverage and everything like that. That 10 year or really it was only like, I think like seven or eight years, but the speeds were probably the biggest jump that we see between one and two besides uh going into four and five um so that's 2g 3g uh was the introduction of web browsing emails picture sharing that's where we start to see the smartphones the blackberries things like that the speeds again jump a little bit better uh but there was there was networks there was network speeds that slightly increased between two and three. So you had the two, two G, uh, 2.5, 2.75, and even the 2.9, uh, speeds within there. And it like, with, that was a, uh, like a 10, that was a 10 year gap, I believe. Cause I think that was 2001. If I remember the article said that those speeds increased. So that's where you start seeing the smartphones, like people actually starting to share stuff, do video calls, things like that. So the the speeds again increase coverage way better, and then you get to where we are, like the last couple of years, or you know, the the four G, right? That's what that was the introduction. The best way I can equate it is like the okay, the mobile gaming and everything like that. That's when we start to see more connectivity. There really is no like advancements as far as like cellular cellular cellu, cellular technology it's just the speeds are increasing uh you're able to do more faster more coverage things like that and then the 5g 
was the introduction of connecting everybody and everything. So that's where it kind of bleeds into the conspiracy with the whole c connectivity of everything. Like every, every piece of device now has some sort of way to connect to each other. So that's kind of, that's in a nutshell, that's just kind of what the G's were. What are, what, like, what are your thoughts on all that? Yeah, I, I always assumed it like uh, the G coincided with uh, something to do with speed, like, uh, yeah, like gigahertz or something. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I, what's weird is I heard an ad today for uh, Xfinity's 10G network, and it, and it was, it had to do with like home, uh, like your home network. And I personally, I think it's probably like marketing baloney, but I don't know. It yeah, it could be since we're just now starting to get into 5G. Like there's still like if you look at your phone right now, like mine doesn't say anywhere 5G or whatever. I mean, there there are places that I go where it will pick it up, but I still feel like 5G is is still in an, its infancy in a way or it hasn't been around too long because again, this will kind of bleed into the conspiracy. Uh, part of it but around 2019 is when 5g was starting to get introduced so it's only been around for i guess like three or four years really and uh yeah so it's still kind of still kind of in its infancy i would say interesting yeah so i i i thought i i thought i knew that i don't i'm i'm clearly i'm getting my uh getting a good education here <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the thing the thing about uh, I remember when 3G it was like a big deal and it, it was like singular and AT&T were advertising it you remember the little orange man he, he looked like an yes. uh, like a little yeah little yeah in the Spider-Man commercials when the rainy Spider-Man <laughs> came out yeah yes. I found one I of do. those buildings in the wild it, but, but it was like a, it was a singular uh, store in like a strip mall but but it didn't obviously out of business for a really long time and uh it still had like the logo peeling off of it i, I took a picture oh yeah that's something like oh that's you gotta hold on to that stuff that stuff is like yeah that's an antique now um yeah. I, I i did share a story um about the 3g network because i remember being out at like a lake and it was one of these things where i like i had to download like a bank document or something like that and like i was walking around to try to download that and it just reminded me of like dsl where it was like it, it was it would slowly be downloading this picture but it, just the idea or just the the fact that it could download a document i was just like whoa this is awesome so yeah. and now now i feel like we're at a point where it's like okay technology or a lot of people are like all right technology needs to slow down just like a little bit but technology moves so fast so it does. well well uh uh, Neuralink got their FDA clearance uh, recently, so uh, for human trials. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna start moving to human trials now. F FDA yeah. was like, "Yep, go for it." <laughs> How? How is that even possible? I don't know because I've heard that there's like a pile of dead animals uh, over there. So the <laughs> FDA just like giving them the green light was like, "Huh, interesting." <laughs> the inspectors just walk pile by a pile of dead monkeys <laughs> that's fine yeah pretty much probably it's it's crazy though because uh 
it, everyone was really anticipating them to just kick the can down the road indefinitely, but now they got it. So that's it'll be interesting to see like the first how this how the human trials go for this do you th okay now this is just my conspiracy fibers are tingling do you think it's going to be something where uh like an influencer or someone of like uh you know just some notable figure gets it but really doesn't get it to push it a little bit more you know what i mean Oh, yeah, like certain other things they've done to do the exact same thing. Yes, I do agree. I think that will yes. happen. Because it's it like cause almost like, well, all right, quick side note. I have noticed I've been listening to some of the podcasts episodes in the past, and I say like way too much. I'm trying to tone that back. If you catch me saying it, just eh. Stop. You know, I I, I, I I know what you mean. Like I, I listened back to you know stuff and I'm like, okay, like this, like that. And and it really bothered me early on, but I was like, no, no, no. I'm just gonna let it rip. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care anymore. But yeah, I can see I can see them doing something like that. That was an okay like to yeah, that was that was an appropriate one <laughs> to to push the Neuralink a little bit more. That's that's insane. I I personally will not be getting it. <laughs> yeah. But if you I, do, I, originally when I heard, I was like so excited. Like the possibilities mm -hmm. are endless, but also now you are hackable. That bothers yes. me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I I wonder, I wonder what it will. I wonder what it's gonna like to have that implanted now are you gonna be able to connect to like your phone and just write notes or send text messages by looking at your phone screen are you able to like open web browsers are you essentially connected to these devices and how is that gonna feel in your like is it gonna hurt? I, I don't know are you going to feel yourself typing this stuff are almost like what you're saying. Like if someone were to hack you, do you think they're going to be hacking into your thoughts or is it just something where, Oh shit, I'm not typing that. What's going on? Uh, what? Oh, I've been hacked. And you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, it's, it's like a really weird area because, uh, okay. So right, you have to excuse me. I I'm kind of high. So I'm trying to like maintain here. I'm like, uh, I, I ate a gummy. It's my birthday. So like everybody just give me, cut me some slack. But so I'm going to, we were talking about the dangers of that. What you would have to have, you'd have to have some kind of device that the whole thing plugs into. Like you have the thing on your head, but there has to be like some kind of interface that bridges you and routers or, or cell towers. Like, you know, like, it has to be something like that. There has to be, I doubt there's like a, a menu interface that you get to just see with the implant in your head. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it, yeah, it'd almost be, I say, I would say the equivalent of like a router in your head. There's no buttons. There's no, it's just one of these things where you, you plug in and it just works. But Ooh, you know what? You know what I'm thinking. The fact that you brought that up, I I think that uh, Tesla's new phone thing that they're making might be a move 
like a synergistic piece to the Neuralink. Now, now that you're mentioning all these things, but anyway, sorry. No, no, that, that does make sense. You'd have to, you can't have one without the other, at least for a while. It's, you just, it's almost like, what would you? You're going to have to buy the new phone or we may have to turn your brain off. Sorry. (laughs) You're going to have to unhook you. My only question is how would the, uh, how would the Neuralink in your brain be operating? Like how would, how would it? stay operating you know what i mean like is it gonna be something where it takes it like some double a's on the back of your head there's some wires coming out or is it something where somehow your body is producing the energy kind of like a matrix-esque type vibe uh the only thing i've heard is that it's induction like you know those little things you just slap on they're kind of magnetic uh, I've yeah. heard that it does that, but um, but then it has all these other connectivity things, and I'm I'm really curious on what that was. Like one of the things that they were talking about early on with this thing being developed is they they were going to have uh, AI and different kinds of like uh, algorithms. So for for someone with like muscular dystrophy or something, the way their body moves and they have trouble with motor skills, the the algorithm in the Neuralink will adapt and kind of reprogram your brain to course correct movements that aren't supposed to be moving. They're supposed to be working with people with spinal injuries and all kinds of stuff, but they, like that guy that recently he, he could walk again because they used Bluetooth implants on his spine. Did you see that? Yes, that was in Sweden. Like, I, yeah. I, I was, I will, I, I don't know how they did it. I like I how is that possible to use Bluetooth technology to your like your your nerves and just to like how is that I don't understand how Bluetooth technology is able to do that but your your brain cannot. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Like the brain is so powerful just by itself. How can you not teach your brain or how, why do you all right, quick question, do you think it's something where, okay, the Bluetooth technology helps you learn how to walk again, but then you can turn it off and your brain remembers and you start to develop it again. Well, the way I understand it is that, okay, if you have a spinal cord severed, you're, yep. you, there's no information getting, getting past that break. So what they're yep. doing is they're putting implants on the, on like before and after the break so that whatever signals are traveling down that nervous system highway are then being bridged by the Bluetooth to the other side. In fact, do you remember a show? I think it was on like Discovery or something. It was years ago. I was in high school and it was called uh, 2057. Ooh, it sounds familiar. They were basically, it was like all these science guys that you see on the TV or interviews all the time. Um, The, that one of the things where it was showing how uh, how insurance would work in the future and different types of technology. Well, it would, they, the the story follows this guy that wakes up. He had a few too many to drink the night before. He pees in his uh, smart urinal. Then he goes to work, and then he gets into an accident and becomes paraplegic. He his insurance covers the implants, you know, bridging his spine uh, uh, damage. And then he can walk again and he has to go through physical therapy still because, you know, you're walking and you have like a bridge now. But uh, later they found 
via his smart urinal that he had uh, trace amounts of alcohol in his system, which voided his insurance policy. So the doctors came in and turned his implants on, but he was just like paralyzed again. <laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they were, it was basically dramatizations of uh, the future and what future tech will mean. And now that I think about it, it, it it's like almost like uh, Black Mirror. That would have been a really good Black Mirror episode if they just did that. It also reminds me of like the the movie Repo Men, uh, where where their organs are like if you you know have a bad heart you can get a heart transplant it's just, it's just a mechanical thing but if you if you become uh behind on your payments you, there are these guys that come out and just rip it out of you <laughs> <laughs> that that was an underrated uh Jude Law movie good good yes. uh, good call out. I I really like that movie. My wife actually and I watched that for the first time. She had never seen it. It was a couple a couple months ago, and she really liked it too. I love the ending. The ending is the best. I love the ending. It's it's pretty good. But the one thing I always was confused about because I've not seen the opera, but the repo explanation mark is that related in some capacity that like punk opera thing. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I remember it, something about that, but I, I cannot confirm. Hmm. Well, so we'll, we'll get back on track. That was a good tangent. I feel like the, uh, the whole, I'll, I'll just kind of, I don't know how much you know about the 5g conspiracy and the coronavirus. Now, again, this is, uh, again, the disclaimer, this is all stuff from the article, our actual thoughts and opinions, We'll kind of leave them at the the burner or whatever. We won't really kind of get into that. Um, but the five G conspiracy, Seth, is that uh, when the coronavirus was first kind of picking up and starting to get noticed, these towers were starting to get put up too. The quote unquote, the, you know, the five G network, right? Um, and conspiracy believe conspiracy theorists believe, or some of them believe that the 5g network these towers are pushing the coronavirus more in some sort of way again like the article and what i've dug into it doesn't really explain how per se of the it, mechanisms <laughs> yeah it really doesn't get into like how it actually works it, it like it doesn't say the virus is getting pushed from the tower or the the virus is kind of like dormant and because of the radio waves it activates it. it it doesn't really say all it really says is somehow the two are correlated um i i was reading from an article before you hopped on about all these different countries um how there's people that will burn down the masts so like or the towers or whatever um, you have it happening in the UK, Bolivia, what was another, I think Russia and you mean the United States, there were some places where people were tearing down these towers, uh, because of that. So had you heard of anything of the sort before? No. You haven't? No, no, no. Oh, you're asking me? Yeah, have you heard of like anyone attacking? Like, have you heard of the on any of the articles or anything like that? Um, as uh, far as not the attacking, but theories, yes. Okay. 
and see that's that's just the that's just the weird thing about the the conspiracy itself is it kind of like what you were saying it really doesn't get into how that how it actually works there is a side piece though uh that has to do with bill 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 gates uh and the microchips i was i was literally just going over that uh until you uh, before you hopped on i will i'll talk a little bit more about it again this is from the bbc.com um i was saying that the despite despite the lack of evidence to support the theory its global reach has been substantial the international fact checking network ifcn uh contains a database with coronavirus fact checks from their network of partners it shows fact checkers in at least 14 countries have debunked local versions of the microchip theory including greece kazakhstan the philippines and mexico one youtube video from argentina which uh endorses the theory has uh, clocked up 1.3 million views. Another Facebook video from Pakistan repeats the claim and has been viewed almost 6,500,000 uh, times since it was posted in May. That's up 2020. Some versions of the theory put their own local spin to it. In Arabic, the imaginary microchip were dubbed antichrist chips in a video with over 37 375,000 views on youtube and multiple posts on facebook um let's see here the combination of the microchip theory with 5g conspiracies has given a boost in brazil a strong supporter of president uh was being investigated by Brazilian federal inquiry into fake news in a tweet, which has been linked more than 14,000 times. He quotes a Pakistani uh, commenter by saying Bill Gates wants to implant a neurochip vaccine to control the population through 5g somewhat, uh, somewhat distancing or distancing himself from the uh, claims. He adds absurd. It is, uh, it is necessary to is necessary to debate this. Um, so the microchip theory, I guess just people believe that Bill Gates, uh, is putting shit in the vaccine and somehow controlling the population. Now, kind of like the Neuralink thing, I'm not saying it is or isn't happening, but based on this, if, if Bill Gates is the one putting microchips into the vaccine, what would be the purpose? How could that control someone you think? Oh, I don't know. That sounds like really advanced tech. I, mean, I would imagine you'd have to have a whole uh, army of uh, nanobots coming in and, I don't know, somehow getting past the blood-brain barrier in the uh, stimulating certain parts of the brain to do certain things. Seems pretty far-fetched to me. But the thing about this conspiracy theory is that it goes, it goes further back. Do you remember those people that were washing their mouth out with red wine? Uh, to get the nano uh, the nano tendrils out. No. All right, so there was this whole thing. You can go on YouTube or anywhere and like type in uh, uh, rinsing mouth out with re red wine uh, for uh, like nanoparticles or whatever. Uh, and they call it different things. It's like nanotech, nanoparticles. Uh, but basically, they're these string things. Um, there's a whole bunch of people that have videotaped uh these um they're like stringy looking micro 
fibers that react and move and go the opposite direction or come near. And they also rinse their mouth out and all of this stuff. And then they, during the height of the Corona thing with all the mask mandates, people started putting those masks under um, microscopes and it was the same thing. Now, personally, I think what, what was going on, have you ever had that sushi with those flakes on the top that react to the air? They kind of like move. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're like thermosensitive. I think that there's just a, a shit ton of like really tiny synthetic fibers everywhere. Like your bed's made out of it. Uh, our clothes oh. are made out of it. It's it's everywhere. Yes. <laughs> so so like and, and who knows what their heat tolerances are. So if something gets warm and then a small breeze comes past it and it contracts, it could really look like it's, you know, a worm moving around uh, as a nanoparticle. I think it's really just that. I think that the whole controlling you with 5G thing is quite uh, uh, a technical uphill battle. I don't even I don't even understand the pathway of how that could happen. Now, it makes more sense to say that Elon Musk is like a player and he's acting his part now. And then once Neuralink gets approved, that is just a way, way more seamless way of hacking everybody and controlling them uh, if there was a way, you know? Yeah. I was, I was just about to say that is it would make sense if the Neuralink was the CPU and in the vaccine, there was like all the, the inner workings or the programming or coding to to go to the Neuralink to then start, you know, making people do, but I, I just don't understand. I mean, I, 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 I guess I just, I don't understand how, how it works. Again, I'm not, I'm not a scientist. I don't know a lot about computers and stuff. Maybe there is a way, maybe there somehow it could make you think or act a certain way, but I don't know. It's just, uh, I, I feel like just them shooting, little microchip type stuff into you through a vaccine. Imagine how small that would have to be, you know? Oh, yeah. Cause and, I, and, I, I and something would have to be controlling it because like, how would, how would, there would have to be some, like you said, central processing thing, but it would have to be for every individual person because yeah. it would, the, all the nanobots in your body would have to act like a hive mind. And, and, yep. and so you have a whole population under one 5G antenna. How would the 5G antenna know, like, the, the, tell the robots the difference of, oh, well, you're in this body and not that body? Like, it would be, it's, it's, it's like a logistical mess. Unless, unless, like, kind of like what we were saying, like, the Neuralink thing is the, the, the thing that just separates everybody and the, those little microchips that, you know, are in your body. Yeah are just the programming or just like the the inner workings to not necessarily i i don't know i don't i don't fucking know it's, <laughs> it's well the one thing i've heard that sounds way more valid about the five specifically 5g is mm -hmm. the um there was i forget which university there was a study that came out i want to say mit but i'm not sure uh the same wavelength that 5g is has been shown to um, alter human uh, emotional states uh, when exposed for certain periods of time. Um, and, and so it has something like, 
I mean, sleep studies, you're hooking your head up to like stuff that's measuring your alpha and theta and delta waves. So like your, your brain is like operating on wavelength. So it, it, it makes sense if we're pumping some frequency in the air. And, and in this theory, I don't know if it's nefarious or not. It could very well be just a side effect of something we're doing and there's no control idea behind it. But um, yeah. the the idea of just like polluting the air with like a really specific um, frequency that may or may not inter- like affect your emotional state is really creepy to me. So there's two two things. Um, I'll 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 read. Well, after this, okay. So have you heard of Havana syndrome? Yes. To me, it seems like that's kind of kind of what they're trying to grab at with 5g where Havana syndrome is like, it, it can make you just for no, for whatever reason, it, you just start feeling nauseous, dizzy. Um, it's essentially um, not chemical warfare, but it's like, it's, it's a, it's a type of like military technology where they blast a certain frequency in this area, whoever it is, and they can start to make people feel sick in a way. Um, and Sonic. Can, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know, do you I know, know about they, it? The, uh, the, the only thing I know that the military has, and they, I believe they stopped using it because of, uh, uh, I don't know, out, public outrage, but, uh, they had crowd suppression devices that were, um, they were they were like almost like microwave emitters that they would like yeah. aim at crowds and it was like a frequency that would make you go nuts and i i don't know if they stopped using it or what but that's what i heard yeah i actually i think i was watching um the discovery channel or the history channel and they were just talking about like futuristic weapons for the military and i remember seeing it looked just like a uh, like a satellite dish thing on top of a, a military vehicle pointed at this crowd, and then they're like, "You guys ready?" And the whole crowd is like, "Yeah!" <laughs> and they flip the switch, and everyone just ran out of the way of the the satellite thing, and they're just like, "Holy shit!" They're like, "That was weird." <laughs> that's crazy, man. I wonder what that's doing to you. <laughs> oh. Like- I- like yeah. uh, it, it, have you ever have you played Metal Gear Solid Four? Uh, uh, uh-uh, no. Uh, there's a scene where you have to go through this hallway and it's slowly microwaving you, but you have to get to the mainframe. Anyway, uh, it reminds me of that. But I, I've I've always wondered what that does to your cells because it's uh, it's like vibrating the water molecules in your cells so hard it has to yeah. have some kind of derogatory effect on your dna or something uh, yeah 100 percent. it's probably just fucking melting them or just like <laughs> making them explode or something <laughs> yeah it's like airport security you thought that was a problem check this out yeah <laughs> um real quick though well actually I'll, I'll i'll tell you what the uh the world health organization says about the potential health risks of 5G. So to date, after much research performed, no adverse health effects have been uh, casually linked with exposure to wireless technology. Health-related conclusions are drawn from studies performed across the entire radio spectrum, but so far only few studies have been carried out at the frequency to be used by 5G. 
Tissue heating is the main mechanism by interaction between radio frequency fields and the human body. So radio frequency exposure levels from current technologies result in negligible temperatures rising in the human body. As the frequency increases, there's a less, there is less potential. Uh, oh, correction. There is less penetration into the body tissue and absorption of the energy becomes more confined to the surface of the body, i.e. the skin and eyes provided with the overall exposure uh, remains below as long as uh, the overall exposure remains below international guidelines. No consequences for public health are anticipated. So that's what they're saying about 5G net. Well, I guess radio frequencies in general, the exposure level exposure to it, uh, I guess it doesn't say what it would do to it, but it's kind of just over the, the, the if anything, the radio frequencies are going to irritate the skin in the eyes. Yeah. I just, and I just like when, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, and that's just according to the World Health Organization. So, yeah. yeah. Weird. I don't know. I, I just like that whenever uh, the World Health Organization like makes a public announcement or, or a document like that to, to ease public uncertainty, and it just makes me extremely more uncertain <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's the opposite intended effect well okay so this i will say this is that i i feel like with things that they don't and this goes across the board with things that we don't know right we need like a baseline to start with as far as like okay potential uh health risks and everything like that and just with like, with science and technology things are constantly evolving and changing. So when something like, okay, the World Health Organization puts out, all right, this is the effects of 5G on the human body. And then the next month it changes. I can see why conspiracy theorists and people are like, oh, they just changed it. They're hiding something. They're they're changing things on the fly without, well, okay, but there might've been a study that they're not saying that has been done or, you know, just new information has been pushed out and then, okay, I can see why, but all right, Hey, give your source. Why are you changing it? Or put like a, like a cliff note, like, Hey, changed from this last dude and like give all the, like the past, I guess, guidelines for the 5g, like in a, like a sub column, like, Hey, this was the first generation of what we didn't know, or this is like, based on this, this is why it's changed, you know, like give the, give some context behind it, you know? And I don't just looking at that. It really, it really didn't. It just kind of was like, Hey, this is what the guidelines are, you know, based on studies. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, what yeah. studies? So yeah, they're, so, yeah. They're like an index. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, in like a lot of I feel like there's uh there's a lot of books out there that will like reference, you know, like give your I guess reference like a reference point or whatever, you know, like where are you drawing yeah. this information? So um I we do have some time if we want to go over the um some true and false statements about the 5G conspiracy and the COVID-19 if you want me to read that before we wrap things yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so this is from highspeedinternet.com, all right? <laughs> it's just a weird, weird source. But uh, 5G and COVID, uh, this is the 
this is the the claim. All right. So 5G and COVID emerged around the same time, 2019, 2020. I mean, the paranoia surrounding the global pandemic. This is uh, this coincidence fueled uh, speculation that 5G and COVID might somehow be linked. Uh, let's see here. Uh, actors like Woody Harrelson have publicly drawn suspicious connections between the two for a while. All sorts of uh, I love him. He, he's amazing. <laughs> he's funny. Such, a, such a great energy. Five <laughs> uh, G. So true or false that the five G causes COVID nineteen? Uh, this is saying definitely false. Five G is definitely not the cause of COVID nineteen. The novel uh, coronavirus is a molecular or is a molecular jeez oh, molecular parasite, a physical thing passed from human to human. 5G is a cellular technology built on radio waves. Numerous medical experts and authorities, including the World Health Organization, which I've mentioned, and the International Commissions on Non-Radiation Protection have pointed out that there's no connection between the two whatsoever. So there's Ooh. that. Um, the, another conspiracy is that the... I, I'm sure you've heard of this one, but is that the 2 through 5G gives you cancer. Have you heard of that? I remember back in, back in the early days of cell phones, and that's what everyone said. Yes, like they didn't want to put the cell phone next to their head because it would give them like brain cancer. And yeah, like the radio yeah. waves would like melt your brain. Um, so that one is false. Uh, the Florida doctors... <laughs> that's just weird. The Florida doctors report have since been widely debunked by doctors and medical researchers the times article points out um okay so hold on let me take a step back according to an investigation by the new york times rumors and radio waves have led to a brain cancer first generated widespread uh, traction in the early 2000s when a florida physician claimed in a report to a local school district that high frequency radio waves cause tissue damage to the brain um and that's where it gets into that's the false. The Florida doctor's report had since been widely debunked by doctors and medical researchers. And the Times article pointed out that his report failed to take into account that the skin acts as a barrier for high frequency radio waves of sorts commonly used in 5G networks. Uh, they literally just bounce off of us since we're not absorbing these frequencies. It's not possible for them to harm our brains or other internal organs. Now, I will say with that, uh, based on the World Health Organization, it did say that it affects our skin and eyes. It doesn't necessarily yeah. bounce off based on... Yeah, I don't believe the bounce thing at all. Like, yeah. those radio waves go straight through you. Um, yeah, if you have... You can, like, if you get, like, cheap Faraday cloth, like you can see it's radio waves still go through those it's when you have to like double up and all of that but but the one way to figure all of this out is if we make a a, a box of humans we just like put a bunch of humans in a circle and then <laughs> and then lie in the top and bottom with humans and see if the person inside can receive a cell phone call that's how we how we figure that out for some reason i just thought of like a meat wad when you said that just like a pile of humans <laughs> yeah or we go to the store and get a bunch of discounted meat and like make a i don't know paper mache meat igloo oh my God. i'm like pig meat <laughs> pig skin yes. cow skin. Yeah. Oh. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see here. What's another one? Oh, okay. This was, I, I don't think I've heard of this one, but 3G through 5G causes burns on the skin. Uh, based in truth, but it is false. So multiple reports in recent years have called for more research into millimeter wave 5G and its potential safety hazards, but does not mean that 5G towers are causing the harm. Not really. Uh, so 5G cell towers have limited uh, capabilities for emitting signals. And the signals that do get uh, broadcast in aren't even powerful enough to burn you. The exposure of even a standard household light bulb is a million times more intense. I don't know if I believe that one. That one's kind of... Okay. Uh, they operate over a... Times. Yeah, a million times. Yeah, let's, yeah, operate... let's get a cell phone and amplify it a million times and see if that doesn't <laughs> like, mess you up. <laughs> Uh, they operate over a line of sight range and lose their intensity uh, as they get further away from the broadcast tower. Okay. Even people who are regularly exposed to radio waves at the source don't have problems. Since 2019, government records show that there haven't been any reports ca reported causes of workers being burned by radio waves while servicing radio and cell towers, injuries and deaths more commonly occur when a technician falls from the tower. Okay. Okay. Um, four and 5G means more radio towers in your community. I mean, that one's true, obviously, just because they're, yeah. Okay. I'm not even going to go to that one. That one's, short. that one's dumb. It's got a really short throw, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, in a nutshell, I guess just kind of wrapping everything all together, um, 5G. So the conspiracy, again, is that somehow the coronavirus is interacting with these radio waves. Doesn't really seem to be the case. We also have the conspiracy that Bill Gates put something into the uh, vaccines I just don't ever really remember him being a, I remember, so I will say, I do remember him going, you know, public a lot in the news saying that everyone should get vaccinated, but I don't ever really remember hearing or reading anything about him helping in the development or him having some sort of role within the development of the vaccine per uh, se. Yeah. Like there's, there's Pfizer, there's Johnson yeah. and Johnson, and then there's Moderna. Those are the top three. Yeah, uh, he. I, to my knowledge, he's not involved in any one of those companies. Maybe, maybe he's oh. a shareholder, but maybe I. I don't know. That would be. Maybe I can do a little bit of research into that uh, and do a follow up as far as like, okay, does he have any like stocks or does he have any, you know? Because yeah. there are sometimes those people like in the background who you know, you know, have some sort of influence. Like shit. I mean, if he had fifty percent of Johnson and Johnson stock or something like that, okay, well, that would make sense. But I don't. I, again, I don't ever remember any conspiracy theorist or anyone coming out being like, "Well, Bill Gates has stocks and this, this, and this, and he's a primary shareholder, and that's why, you know, the microchip theory is holding up." And even in the article, it didn't say anything like that. Like he was a shareholder or he had any sort of influence. It was just that's what the conspiracy was is he was the one putting it in there. And I don't see him crawling around in a laboratory at night, putting microchips in that. That oh, actually be a funny I want that. I, yeah. I want that picture. <laughs> he's like in all black and he's got like a black uh, ski mask on. 
can you can you down do in the Pfizer factory? <laughs> do you think you can do that for an AI uh, thumbnail for this for this uh, this video? I will. I will try. I will try. <laughs> I, it seems like the AI knows what I'm trying to do. Whenever I try to do something like this, they're like, ah, ah, ah it's a little too spicy. <laughs> Maybe just put like guy with glasses and bowl cut puts microchips into shot. There we go. You know? <laughs> I, well, something. I could I could also I could get a good. I can get a good AI image and then just Photoshop his face on it afterwards. That might work. Ah, okay, okay. That yeah, that, that might work. I'll do some. I'll do some uh, playing around with it too because I had fun with the Tommy Wiseau and. Uh, I know. <laughs> Alex Jones. See, see, the the, the thing is, it did, uh, Mid Journey does not like Alex Jones and Disney and cover up in the same prompt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. I re I, su I resubmitted. I, it was like maybe this maybe this is an error. Uh, try to resubmit. You know your what is it called a repeal? So I hit I hit the repeal button, and it was like one second, literally a second later. It was like sorry, no, <laughs> no, no. Find further investigation. We can't. In the second yeah. <laughs> for one second investigation. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, final thoughts, Seth, on the whole 5G conspiracy. Anything you want to I add? I, yeah, I, absolutely. So, so you probably know about these people uh, that started up a while ago, like oh, many years ago, where they're um, uh, allergic to electronics. So they like go out in the middle of nowhere off grid and live without any electricity. <clears throat> are, are you aware of them? No, no, I wasn't. So there's these people that are legitimately claim that they have uh, sensitivities to electronics to where they live in the middle of nowhere. And, and there's a handful of them, uh, you know, scattered throughout the states and in other countries. Um, I, I, my the, the whole 5G thing reminded me of that. And uh, I, I didn't I wanted to know your opinion on whether you thought that was psychosomatic or not. I so. I feel like it's almost like the uh, I could see it being something like the placebo effect where you're 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 trying to draw a connection or maybe you already have like a predisposition where it's like you don't like electronics or something like that. And you feel like, you know, like, oh, I feel like I'm sick all the time. It has to be like this uh, these new towers or you know, this, all this technology. And then as soon as you're out in the wilderness, you, you automatically already start to think you're feeling better. So then you are getting better in a way. Um, I, I do say though, like when I do go to the lake or, you know, just out in the wild, I just feel better. Like, I mean, I, I feel like it's just nature. That's just what nature does to you when you kind of plug away or you get away from society and just all the hustle and bustle and that could be a multiple things like just stimulus from you know cars like loud neighbors whatever it is i feel like when you kind of take yourself out of that you put yourself in a very peaceful you know quiet you just you just hear nature doing its thing i feel like it's it can make anyone feel better because you look at any one of these um oh, what would you like you look at I would say, um, look at more like, do you know who Teal Swan is? Yes. Like, look at where she holds her 
little community ad. It's in the uh, it's like in the middle of nowhere, a very like peaceful, all this stuff. I feel like a lot of. Oh, <laughs> I guess I don't want to say cult leaders, but yeah, a lot of cult leaders have their <laughs> have their have their little, you know, like uh not churches but their their station like their bases or whatever in these very like you know out of the wilderness and not out of the wilderness but in these very secluded areas where it's peaceful where they're like ah everything is nice here i don't know i i could but i could your your argument is it's just the nature it's just a nicer environment period i i think so but then i also feel like there might shit there's people that are like allergic to like everything you know like peanut butter you know fabric softener there's people that are allergic to a lot of shit there's just some people who are like i have sensitive skin and it could be something where you know just someone is just a little bit more sensitive to you know radio waves electronic whatever it is and when they get away from it they just feel better i don't know i i could see it i could see it both ways but I feel like for the most part, just being in nature just makes people feel better. Yeah, I would agree. I, I would agree. And I do think it's, it's, there's some people that will start hyperventilating when uh, they get close to whatever else, that electronic. I think that has to be psychosomatic. That's like some weird mental thing. Um, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, if you're some you know neurotic person or you or you're particularly sensitive to things that normal people aren't like i don't know uh fluorescent light humming or something like that yeah. you going out into nature i i could, I could see you just automatically feeling better like you said and then we got like half psychosomatic and half change in uh environment but i wonder what those yeah. those people think of 5g <laughs> well i mean just look at like the uh working in a cubicle right you have the fluorescent lights all day you're looking at a computer screen that's why the people have those the blue light glasses to oh yeah so it's i i feel like there is some sort of i don't think humans were designed to be behind a computer screen all day and that's why like for me at work sometimes i'll just leave the office and just go outside or just go walk around or I will make an excuse to go see somebody and just, I, I got to get away from a computer. Cause it's just, we're not, I don't feel like we shouldn't be locked behind computers for eight hours. That is so long. That is so long. Yeah. So Pretty bad. Yeah. But I, I guess my final thoughts on it is really, you know, just, if I, if I have to say anything, just keep doing research. You know, there's, there's a lot of conspiracies out there. A lot of, I feel like a lot of conspiracies uh, in the last couple of years have been proven to be true. Um, I'm not necessarily saying this one is, but you know, it's just do your research, make sure you're, you're, you know, what sources you're looking at, who's saying it, you know, read, read about the author of articles that you're reading from, look at the dates on stuff. It's an interesting conspiracy, I will say that much. Um, so if you if you were interested in this, I'd say do a little bit more research. Uh, there's a lot of technical stuff that we covered in the the first part of it. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's my final thoughts on it. 
if you if you enjoyed hey but i will i will say this seth thanks for uh, stopping by because i feel like there was a, a good neural link thing that i wasn't going to talk about that you brought up oh no problem it's fun yeah so yeah hey thanks uh thanks for stopping by everyone uh you know the saying here we don't want stuff that's normal we want stuff that's effing weird yeah.